After almost 30 years in the military, I know something about orders and commands. Orders come in all kinds of shapes and sizes and are legally binding. For instance, if I received orders for a permanent change of station and accepted those orders, I was legally bound to move wherever I was being assigned. While in command, I could issue orders to those in my command and they would have to follow. If they weren't followed or if they were broken, the airmen could be punished under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. Most of those, but not all, were orders for disciplinary issues. I had to, on many occasions, give direct verbal or written orders to a few of my airmen. Orders for cease and desist, no contact orders, orders to confine those to base, those kind of things. So those are orders, legally binding, or there were legal consequences. Commands are a bit different. They are not bound by the Uniform Code of Military Justice, but they are used in training to ensure the discipline of each individual and the discipline of the unit itself. When a command is given, everyone responds to it in a manner in which they were trained, such that there is trust amongst the individuals and trust in that unit. A trust that each will know how to respond when asked to do so. This is how you survive together. It is the discipline that makes people reliable in battle. Now there are two parts to a command. Command of preparation and the command of execution. Command of preparation does just as it says. It prepares individuals for the second part of the command, which is where the action is. Follow me. This is a command, first given to Peter and his brother Andrew, just as they were casting their nets. And then again, when he sees James and John, Jesus calls them. Peter and Andrew drop their nets immediately and follow Jesus. James and John stop mending their nets. Immediately, they follow Jesus. They left their father in the boat. There are no questions. There is no dialogue. They just left. This is really kind of hard to imagine. Fishing was their livelihood. This was not a father taking his two sons on a fishing trip to bond. They were working. They were commercial fishermen and this was a family business. We don't know if there were other sons to help Zebedee carry on. It has always struck me that Zebedee is left in the boat by himself. I can't imagine what he was thinking or what we might have heard him say. Hey boys, where are you going? You can't just leave. We have work to do. We don't have time for a break. And as Zebedee was saying this to one of his sons as they were leaving, 
I can just hear James say to John, don't look back, keep going. Keep your head forward, keep your eyes caged. If you look back, you might go back. Don't look back. If you think about it, Zebedee probably had no idea that they weren't coming back. But we don't know. We can speculate all day about the dialogue that have, may have taken place and whether or not they would return. What Zebedee thought or knew is not in the Bible. The Bible doesn't tell us if Peter, Andrew, James, or John knew either. We don't even see that these four get a preparatory command of any kind. Nothing prepares them for what Jesus says. They just get the command of execution. Follow me. And they do. Immediately. But why? Why follow this unidentified man walking along by the Sea of Galilee? Let's review what these four do know about Jesus, as written in Matthew's Gospel. It's not a long review. We're only in chapter 4. It seems as if they don't know much, if anything at all. We don't have any indication that they knew Jesus. The genealogy in the first chapter doesn't seem to link them. They aren't the wise men from the east that followed a star to pay homage to Jesus. They're not mentioned as being present at Jesus' baptism in chapter 3. And they are not with Jesus in the wilderness as he was tempted by the devil at the beginning of chapter 4. So when Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee that bright, blue, still, sunny day and commanded, follow me, why did Peter, Andrew, James, and John followed Jesus that day. They didn't know him. They could not have perceived what was in store for them. They couldn't have known that following Jesus would mean a radical change in their lives. Follow me. Immediately they followed. This is a radical call and a radical response. They followed without knowing what lay ahead for them. Yet they went anyway. Responding to this call meant taking a great risk. The risk of giving up everything they knew. Leaving behind that which was comfortable and secure and stepping into the unknown. The unknown. No knowledge of what is to come. This story provides us a stark example of answering a call from the point of no knowledge. We can look at the story and wonder, wow, would I have dropped everything and followed Jesus that day? It's a hard question to answer. The good news is that as readers of the gospel, we're not starting from a point of no knowledge. By the time we get to the call of the disciples in Matthew's gospel, we know something of who Jesus was. As readers, the genealogy tells us that Jesus is in the line of David. 
The wise men are looking for the child born king of the Jews. And after his baptism, the voice from heaven said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And unlike the fishermen, we get a preparatory command that provides a hint of what might lie ahead. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent, change, change our direction or change our lives, but it is about change. With this preparatory command, we know that following Jesus will require change. And change always involves risk. Risk because of the unknown. Sometimes we have to step into the unknown if we are to follow Jesus. We just don't know exactly where the call to follow Jesus might take us. Entering into the unknown is risky business. But we are not the only ones that take the risk. God takes a risk with us. Several years ago, when I walked into the cathedral in Omaha, Nebraska, I felt a deep connection to God as if my soul remembered. That's where my call began. I wasn't sure what it was at the time. On my morning runs, I tried to figure out what that tugging and pulling was. All I wanted to know was for sure. I didn't want the unknown. I would say to God, why can't you just put it up on a big billboard with flashing lights? Hey, Marilyn, this is God. I'm calling you. Following meant a big risk for me, a change, leaving behind that which was comfortable and secure and stepping into the unknown. God took the risk too. Oh boy, did God. God didn't know what she was getting into with me. I stepped into the unknown and into seminary. This has been a big change. I'm a cradle Episcopalian, and seminary has awakened me to changes taking place in our lives with God. The body of Christ to which we belong in community, the church visible, is changing. I see the necessity to change with it if I am going to be a priest who is relevant to the lives of those who I will pastor, and how all of us will live our lives in the body of Christ. I know this from my first year at seminary. If I want to remain in the conversation with the millennials, I have had to learn a new language. My words, vocabulary, descriptions, and views of God have all been expanded. If I want to live out my vocation as a priest, I have to consider what the church is going to be. Because by all indications, it will not be what I knew and grew up with. Change is hard because we may not always know where it is leading us. 
just as the disciples were called without knowing what lay ahead. But we are called to change, and we are led by the one who calls. The fishermen took the risk. Following Jesus always involves risk, even when we know something about who Jesus is. It's still a risky business. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. How is God calling us to follow, and what do we need to change in order to do so? Repent, change, for what we do matters. It matters because the kingdom of heaven is near and it is up to us to realize it. God calls us, but don't worry. God also equips us and gives us the strength to follow. And maybe, just maybe, follow me is a preparatory command, preparing us to bring about and participate in the kingdom of God. Jesus guides us and does not leave us. Let's take that risk. And let's take that risk together. For God is with us in all that we do. Amen. Amen.